Hi everyone, I'm Brune Smith and this is my podcast. Hello my friends, welcome to another episode. Today, a hot topic, leaving social media. Or not, it's not necessarily for everyone and it's not an easy decision given how entrenched social media platforms have become in the way we work and connect and live our lives. So I'm not going to try and convince you to make a decision that might not be for you at this point in time, but I am going to tell you about my own experience and how leaving social media has changed my life for the better, just in case you've been having this voice at the back of your mind telling you that there just might be another way to live your life. I want to show you what's possible and I want to join the small but growing chorus of voices who are doing things outside of social media. If you don't have time to listen to the full episode and just want the bullet points, once a week I send out a Substack newsletter with the summary of the three episodes of the week and that's also where you can react to each individual episode. I'm so interested in what you think and in having a conversation, so please subscribe today at brunesmith.substack.com. The link is in the show notes. In this episode, I'm going to tell you four different things. Number one, why I left social media. Number two, the things I was afraid of missing out on and what I have since replaced them with. Number three, the many benefits I have found as a result of finally leaving. And number four, I'll give you additional resources from very successful people who are living their lives and conducting their businesses without social media. Plus, a thing you can do if you're not ready to go cold turkey, but you still want to try something different. All right, so why did I do it? Last summer, I went hiking on the Camino for eight days, starting at the foot of the French Pyrenees. And it was on the third day, while walking alone in the hilly forest in northern Spain, deeply connected to the trees around me and to my own heartbeat and footsteps, that I had this quick conversation with myself. It went something like this. Gosh, I'm so fed up with social media. It's been eating up my time, my attention, my sense of self. I've been thinking about leaving for three years. How much longer am I going to keep myself from being fully happy? As if I had this knowing that my kind of happiness wouldn't be possible without the level of deep presence that I was experiencing on that hike. I wanted to be present to my own experience and not just during my vacations. I wanted to be focused. I wanted to have the room in my mind and the calmness in my nervous system to take in the beauty and the wholeness that was there around me and inside of me. I was tired of getting robbed of my own finite resources. I mean, come on, time and attention, those are some of the most precious resources we have. I was tired of feeling jealous even when I was trying not to be. I was tired of feeling this sense of, I'm not enough. And this habit of shooting all over myself 
every time I scrolled. I should do this thing that this artist is doing. Ah, I should be doing that thing that that writer is doing. That person is so radiant and looks energized by what they're doing. And I'm not. My attention span had become ridiculously short. I'm sure you can relate. I couldn't remember the last time I had finished reading a book. I was almost not writing anymore. And when I was, I felt tired very quickly and could only sit down for a short session that didn't lead to anything of consistence. I was fed up with seeing so many ads, always feeling like I was being treated like a consumer and not as a human. I was honestly just eating up whatever was being served on my feed by other people and companies with very little control over it. I was anxious. And in spite of seeing posts from all over the world, my world felt kind of small. I was tired of my nervous system reacting to the dopamine hits and the cortisol from likes, comments, and bad news on my feed. And most of all, I could no longer hear myself think. There was so much noise. I grew up very codependent in a French Catholic upper middle class family, not too far from Paris, meaning that I had crystallized from a very young age this belief that in order to be loved, I had to be a certain way. I had to conform to other people's expectations of me. It's that classic people pleasing syndrome. So for me, social media was the worst place I could hang out. Even when I was trying not to post things from a place of wanting to look or to sound a certain way, I often felt ever so slightly out of integrity. And when I didn't, I felt a sense of loss for the thing that I just spent 25 minutes writing and just posted that would end up being lost in an ocean of content and worse that I would forget about. I came home after my hike and deleted my social media accounts. It was scary, but it felt like the bold, very aligned move I was supposed to be making. For me, who was born in 1984, that was my Facebook account and my Instagram account. I tried to delete a Twitter account that I'd created five years earlier and on which I hadn't posted anything since or logged into, but I couldn't find my password and I locked myself out of it. So I guess it will live on, but at least I won't be on there. Now onto the things I was afraid of missing out on and what I've replaced them with. All right, so I was afraid of feeling disconnected from my close and not as close, but still very nice friends who live abroad, which since I recently moved to a new country, Belgium, is most of my friends. Turns out the ones I really care about, I have since reached out to via email or WhatsApp, and we've had lovely personal catch-ups that honestly, we wouldn't have had if I was still on social media. I was also afraid that they would forget about me. 
A few weeks after I left the land of social media, one of my friends emailed me saying, hey, I was looking for you on social media and couldn't find you. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Here's what's new with me. And of course, that person shared with me a piece of her life that she knew I would resonate with in a very dedicated way. I'm so grateful to that person. Overall, my friendships have simply become deeper, more authentic, and they provide me with a sense of love and peace and groundedness that I didn't have before. I was also afraid of not knowing about trends. I'm a very visual person and I love seeing the work of artists and just beautiful visuals, beautiful photographs. For example, one Instagram account that I loved and followed for years was The Jealous Curator, aka Danielle Crissa. I have since subscribed to her Substack newsletter where she highlights the work of one artist every week. And that's actually plenty inspiration for me. And on the rare occasion when that's not enough, I go to YouTube, type interior design or the name of someone who inspires me in the search bar and watch maybe a, a 10 minute video. And then I'm set. I close my laptop. I don't keep watching video after video because I'm more mindful. I realized that actually... Just a little content goes a long way in terms of satisfying my curious, playful, creative mind. Because then I need room to absorb and process the things I see, I saw and heard. I need white space between ingesting and digesting. That space used to be filled with social media. As a result... As a result of having that space, my life now feels deeper, more peaceful, and more inspired. I also love deep conversations, and I was afraid of missing out on conversations happening on social media, especially when it comes to social justice and writing. I have since subscribed to a few Substack newsletters, like from the one um, from Liz Gilbert, Padre Gotuma for, uh, from the Poetry Unbound podcast, or Nadia Boltzweber. And when I feel like listening to conversations or interviews, I just turn to podcasts or again to YouTube. But I do so in a very intentional way, in a very directed way, because I'm the one doing the precise searching, as opposed to eating what's being served or scrolling forever for content that just happens to be there. And the last fear I had was a subconscious one. It was the fear that without social media, I would have to face my own stuff. I would have to really feel my feelings instead of numbing them out. I'm a very introspective person. And yet, a lot of the time, turning to social media for me was a way to avoid looking at my own life, avoid feeling the hurt that was there, that goes hand in hand with being human. And it was also a way for me to hide in plain sight, to overwhelm myself in order to avoid stepping into what I know I am capable 
of bringing to the world because that is one of the most scary things of all. So what are the benefits? I named a few. The benefits of no longer being on social media. In a way, those can be encapsulated in the fact that this podcast is here today. After deleting my social media accounts, there was a relief that was instant and then there was a shift that took a bit longer. The instant relief came from having more time and brain space and no longer being harassed by my feeds, so to speak. That instantly soothed my nervous system. It allowed me to feel more calm and less anxious throughout my day, every single day. That calm and spaciousness allowed me then to make other great decisions in the way I spend and protect my time, my attention, and my energy every single day. For instance, I very rarely watch videos in the hour leading up to my bedtime anymore. I prefer listening to music or reading. I just sleep better and I have less anxiety that way. I've also been using the Don't Disturb feature on my phone from 8 p.m. to 11 a.m. And that's been wonderful in reinforcing a sense of peace and a sense of ownership over my life. That alone was wonderful and so worth making the move. What took a bit more time, I would say a few weeks, a couple of months, was regaining my attention span. To be honest, it's probably not back to a pre-social media, pre-pandemic level just yet, but it is incredibly longer than it used to be. I am reading again for extended periods of time. I even finished a book a couple weeks ago, and I rarely function on instant gratification anymore. I am more focused on meaningful interactions, meaningful relationships, and meaningful projects. I am much more conscious of how I spend my time, I have a better sense of self, I have more confidence, and I am more present to my own suffering when those times come. And they always do. If I was still on social media, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast three times a week in a way that excites me. I would be too self-conscious to be grounded and to create from within, with integrity, and I would have much less time to prepare the episodes. That would result in low-quality regurgitations of things I see and a constant sense of low-level panic. I am interested in taking the time to explore, in producing quality over clickbait, in putting in the effort, in finding meaning for myself and sharing it in a sustainable way that makes me feel grounded and fully expressed. This is how I knew I wanted to live my life and now I am. Some additional resources. So if you want to just keep hearing those voices of people who are really successful people who don't have social media and who are thriving. Um, I'm going to mention three people. Number one, Cal Newport, the author of Deep Work, amazing book. 
and of the upcoming book Slow Productivity, The Lost Art of Accomplishment Without Burnout. I've been listening to his podcast Deep Questions on and off for a couple of years and that definitely reinforced my decision to leave social media. One of the things he says that has stuck with me is focus on doing great work, let other people talk about it. Number two, Alex, uh, Alexandra Franzen, a best-selling author, award-winning editor, and entrepreneur with a very successful—sorry, very successful business based in Hawaii. She has a course called the Marketing Without Social Media Course, or you can just listen to the many interviews of her on podcasts or on YouTube which gives you a hint. When you don't have social media, but you want to spread the word about your work, one of the things you can do is leverage other people's audiences. And number, th and number three, Roxane Gay, one of my favorite authors, is thinking of leaving social media because, of course, it's the only thing that makes sense. You can hear her talk about that in her conversation with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach on the fantastic We Can Do Hard Things podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes. Now, here's a little experiment for you to try. If you're not ready yet to leave social media, but you want to try something that is not as radical, how about planning a break this year? Plan to leave social media for just 30 days. You don't have to do it right away. You can decide on a date and let your followers and friends know ahead of time. See how it feels. See how your nervous system reacts. See what it makes room for. And see what you do differently when you go back, if you decide to go back. All right, my friends, if you liked this episode, please share it with a friend. Tell me what you think by adding a comment under this episode over at brunesmith.substack.com. The link is in the show notes. Please subscribe if you want a weekly roundup of the episodes and be well. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, let's do things differently.